Welcome back to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I am Ben Standing here with Britt Giroli. We write for The Athletic, and we're with you here till 9.45. At 7.15, we'll talk some Wizards. At 8 o'clock, our colleague Lindsey Jones, a national NFL writer, will be with us to talk NFL quarterbacks in the 2022 offseason and, and, of course, how that relates to the Washington football team, the team that I cover uh, on a day-to-day basis, and and Britt, you know, we we were discussing that there's so many ways to to get into this, and at a very basic level, it just comes down to how much do you buy into what just happened. N- nobody predicted they'd beat the Bucks. It did, they did, <laughs> and now the question is, what happens going forward? You said something last segment, uh, which which I found interesting, and that is <laughs> <laughs> that that is you know the idea of you know football is a once a week sport. Well, you cover a sport, they play every single day. And so the idea of any necessarily one game in your sport making anybody think anything is happening in one direction or another is not really a thing. I mean, you know, maybe the closer blows a game or, you know, somebody gets hurt. But like in general, one game does not define anything. Where in the NFL, because one game, you have nothing else for a whole week. It allows people to sort of fill in the blanks with what they think about this team. And after all these first opening eight weeks, of doom and gloom, now there's this huge win, and there is a question of whether this is sustainable. And I think that is a fascinating topic for after coming off this game. Yeah, and I call call me cautious. I'm in the cautious category because it's a good to, category. Because to me, you win one game, and it was a, it was a good win against a good team. But the thing with football is, you have a whole week to sit about think about what it means. And I think maybe it doesn't mean as much as people think. And you're right in baseball. Let me tell you, though, reporters still try to make this one game be this, right? Like, did this game galvanize you guys? There's a handful of those over the baseball season. We that, do ask those questions. Um, we do ask those questions because we have nothing else to ask at times. <laughs> There's 162 games. Gets a little tough. Um, but with football, like, I do think people feel better about the Washington football team. And I'm I'm not here, and you're not here to tell people how to feel. If you feel like this team's going to win out, um, well, then that I'm not going to tell you otherwise, right? If you're going to pack up the car and the kids and go to Carolina because you're all in on this team. Like that sounds great. If that makes you happy. But I think as you know, stepping back and being someone who's a neutral party, I don't cover the team on a day-to-day basis. um, I need to see more, especially because they have a backup quarterback, especially because they're missing two big defensive players. So to me, you can't just sit here and say, well, that one game now they're going to, now here's the road to the playoffs for them. I don't see it that way. Do you? It's hard to, right? So Ron Rivera has made a point as he, since he has been here and in part because he has not yet landed on a, a a true viable starting quarterback. Obviously, the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing hasn't worked out. It looks like he's probably not going to play this year based on the latest information that we have. And look, Taylor Heineke is a tremendous story, but at, you know, at this point, he still remains most likely to be a high-end backup, which is not nothing. That's legitimately good. But I wrote a story a couple weeks ago about – how does Washington find its long-term quarterback solution? And and that's part of what we'll talk about a little bit later with with Lindsey. But one of the uh, one of the comments in there that I talked to a lot of people around the league is you can get by with a lesser quarterback. And Ron Rivera has talked about we're building up this team with trying to build up around the quarterback so that the quarterback it's we're not overly relying on the quarterback. And that is exactly a fair point to make when you don't have one. Because everybody wants one of these people. When you don't have one, you have to figure out, well, how am I selling this product to the players, to the fan base, whomever it is, if we don't have it? So you say we're building around it. But week in, week out, it is hard to sustain good times when you don't have a player. It's not just whether they make all the right plays. They also erase the mistakes that other people make. And 
look, I give, again, Taylor Heineke a lot of credit. Can he do it to stay week in and week out? By the way, Carolina has a really good defense, and this is going to be a tough test yep. for him in that regard. And, yeah, I'm with you. I'm cautiously optimistic, even if he's a great story. And Cam Newton could be starting, right? He's got first-team reps, so they yeah. think he might start? Uh, it, it, you look at you look like not sure. No, it, well, I I think he may start. I just don't know what he is. I think this is another uh, unbelievably fascinating topic: the Cam Newton Ron Rivera component of this. Everybody wants to make a big deal about the reunion. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't want the touchy feely. I want to know why Ron Rivera multiple times has not signed Cam Newton. If everybody thinks Cam Newton is legitimately good and he comes out and plays great next week, everybody's going to go to Ron Rivera and say, hey. What what do you, what gives here? You you bring back every person you've ever worked with in Carolina. Like literally, there's like 30 people on this organization who have been tied with Carolina when Ron was there. You didn't bring back this guy. Maybe they're not that close. As you know, people just because he's the face of a team and a coach of a team and they work well together doesn't mean they want to choose to work together. Sure, it's a different thing, right? It's yeah. a totally different thing. And I do think you're right. Maybe the touchy feely, whatever. But you can't tell me that Ron Rivera doesn't really want to win this game. Oh, especially at the place that got rid of him. Yes. They, he lost to Carolina last year, but that was here. And there was a lot of circumstances. They ended up winning the division anyway. But, yeah, he definitely yes. wants to win the game at Carolina. He was fired from this job. Like, you, everybody would want to feel this way, right? Everybody would want to kind of twist that knife a little bit and say, look what you let go, to some extent. He oh. wants to win every game. Big, but there's going to be a difference, I think. And I respect revenge. Like, I mean, if you have that in your heart, I'm – Go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer of that. If somebody's wronged you, yeah, go for it. If you think that, yeah. I mean, revenge in sports is a great storyline, though. We well, this is this has become because this team won last week. They're only three and six, but they beat Tom Brady, right? They beat the Bucks. They beat a big team, and now they're going to Carolina. And now we got Cam Newton drama. We got Ron Rivera. This has become even outside of DC. I think kind of an appointment viewing, an interesting game. On the docket. I did a uh, somebody's sort of like national podcasty thing today that'll be out later. Name dropping, name dropping. Well, drop. I didn't say who. But uh, anyway, but the they only specifically, as far as I could tell, wanted to talk about one game, and it was this one. And I suspect it's because Cam Newton coming back is an interesting storyline. But yeah, obviously, Ron Rivera and Cam Newton and both teams coming off big wins. Carolina had just beat uh, an Arizona team that was missing some some players, including Kyler Murray. But Big win regardless. Right. And you know, they're now the seventh seed right now. If they would be in the playoffs if the season ended today, which of course it does not. Um, and if Washington, by the way, wins this game, they're only like now like a game or half game back of, of the or whatever it is. I could look at the standings, but something like that. Like they're right there in the mix. They're three and six. Carolina, I think, is five and four. So uh or whatever. I, I'm not good at math. Point is they're back in the mix even more so if they win this game. So this game has multiple big importance across the board including this whole personality thing. Yeah, I mean, both teams need this game, which is great. My question is, if the football team wins this game, they go in there and they win this game, do you feel differently? Are, are we past cautious now? Because for me, then I think maybe we are starting to look at this and say, like, is there a roadmap, right? Is this defense first, backup quarterback, kind of hodgepodge that they're kind of piecing together because that's really what this season is it feels like just kind of all these puzzle pieces and where do they fit how do we get through week to week um is there a path if they win next week for you uh first of all carolina is five and five washington three and six so they're whatever that is a game and a half uh back uh well obviously i need to see it out i mean the answer is probably no but but look here's what i really want i want i want a direction Pick a path. Are you winning or are you losing? <laughs> the, the, this constant back and forth, it may be good, maybe not. The first eight weeks, they were kind of heading in one direction, and at least they did change 
the storyline. It would be miserable if we had come in here after a 20 point loss going, well, I guess we can talk about the, keep talking about the off season. So we, we, we moved on from that. I, I don't know. I think my thing is when you don't have chase young and you don't have Montez sweat, can the defense legitimately sustain the effort we saw last week against Tampa Bay? Now effort is the key word. They just played harder. The player said after the fact, Antonio Gibson and others, they just wanted it more. And sometimes you hear that and you think, eh, it's kind of cliche. Yeah. I think it was legitimate, though. They played a very physical game, and Tampa Bay looked kind of listless, especially early on. I do think Washington willed themselves to that win. Can you do that every week, though, especially when you start missing pieces? They're, no. They're, they're no, backup, you can't. Right, their backup defensive linemen for their career have one more career start than you do. So it's not, a, it's not an experienced group, and they're going to have to get by for the next several weeks. Uh, at a minimum, without you, you know, they'll get swept back at some point. But at a minimum, the next few weeks without any of those guys. Yeah, pick a lane is interesting to me because you're right, and I wonder how much of this is because we've seen this script before with this team, right? Like letdown after letdown after letdown. Like if this was a organization that had a better reputation, would you believe, right? If this was the Pittsburgh Steelers, if this was the Green Bay Packers, would you be like, here we come? We're gonna, you know, would you? I think maybe you would, but because they haven't built up any goodwill. Because they haven't done this. This is the reason why Wizards fans are excited but also nervous, right? Because they haven't been here in 47 years. Right. Um, so this is the same kind of thing. Um, whereas with the Nationals, they go on a run and you're like, all right, they, they could win. They've been good before. We've seen them do it. And I think there's something to be said for that, too. As a fan, you're kind of watching, hoping. You see that game. You're like, should I get my hopes up? Well, here's the thing. So la- last time we did this, you love the Ron Rivera quote, don't draw me a map unless you've been there. Still do. Guess what? They've actually been there with this situation because last year they were one and five, two and seven, and closed the year winning five of their last seven games to win a terrible NFC East. Whatever, terrible or not, they did what they had to do to get it done. So it's not like it's inconceivable. Maybe not winning the division part because Dallas looks to be a, a clear, they have a huge lead in the division. Washington does have five games at the end of the year against the division, including two against Dallas. But that aside, the wild card is there if they can, especially if they can pull off a game like this. So to your point of, can you see it? Well, we can we we can say yes because we did see it. But you can know, you draw it? Can you draw it for me in during the break? Then can you draw me the map? You know, my mother was an artist. I can't draw a straight line. So no, the answer is I cannot literally draw you anything. Your mother was an artist, and she didn't teach you how to draw. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's like you know the people who are like you know really at famous uh, parents who were like athletes, but their kid can't you know can't run. It's like that. I I've never heard of that. What? They're, they're famous athletes. Kids can't run. Well, you know, like they, they don't have the skills to like make the uh, to, 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 to make it. What do you mean? Our producer Donald also thinks you're insane. I mean, they may not be a pro athlete level, but I don't know if I was an artist. You can't you can't even stick figure it for us. You can't draw any kind of map. This I'm, is I mean, I'm going to draw a stick figure here. Is that I drew I drew a stick figure. Is that is that good enough for you? Your mom's going to be. That's why I don't do these things. I, I I know my I know my limitations. That's important <laughs> in life. But do does Tyler Henneke know his limitations? He does not, which is a good and a bad thing. It is what makes him so compelling. He is unafraid. You know, I don't want to even let's use that term because it was used in a column in the Washington Post today. And sometimes I feel like sometimes the things that were written are like as if the rest of us haven't discussed this. He is. We've talk, called him a gamer from the jump. That by definition, we're saying he is unafraid of the moment. That is what's great about him, what makes him so compelling to Rivera, to his teammates. Simultaneously, it's what makes him a bit reckless at times. He's He thinks he can kind of get it all done. He doesn't always have the arm strength or the decision-making to do that, especially when they've had limited pieces around him because of injuries. 
but he keeps them in games. He gives them a chance. And sometimes that's all that you can ask for, especially for a guy in his spot. Right. I mean, people were going a little far. I think when you're like, oh, they beat the Bucks," Like, he's not better than Tom Brady. No. Right? But that's the thing with backup quarterbacks. People fall in love. And it happened, didn't just happen in Washington. It happened all around, happens all around the league. People fall in love with these guys. And then these guys the next week have a clunker. You're like, that's why they're the backup quarterback. Right? right. So I think with Heineke, it's like, how do you prevent those lows? Right? How do you kind of keep this team afloat? Because they, they just don't have... They don't have the defense, and they don't really have the offense. So it's kind of like, well, can they do this again? Can they bottle up whatever they did in Tampa Bay? You're saying it's effort. They were like, you know what? We're going to go try hard today. Can they try hard again next week? Can they try hard for the rest of the season? Uh, This is the question and the things we'll be talking about and writing about over the athletic and talking about here for the next couple of hours on 106.7 The Fan. I don't know if Britt's going to make us talk about the Wizards. I say make us. It's happy to talk about the Wizards. We may talk about the Wizards. We'll talk more Washington football team coming up here on 106.7 The Fan. Super important. A2 games in, what, six months or something like that? Like, you're playing every other day. If you're always too high or too low, like, you know, it's, it's just stress. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you, you got to look at stress not just as a one-off, but cumulative. Like, it's hard to continue to go up and down and up and down, like, ride that roller coaster. Like, it's virtually impossible, and, and that, that fatigue will set in. So, you know, with, with even with this win streak, I mean, obviously, you don't want to get too high. Um, and to your point, like, I think uh, Coach Huntel does a perfect job of just kind of staying uh, the course. That's Spencer Dinwiddie of the 10-3 and Washington Wizards. Welcome back to Overtime. Britt Giroli here with Ben Standig until 10 p.m. on 106.7 The Fan. Ben, we're going to talk more Wizards because they are exciting. They are relevant. They are winning. And we could not have said that at any other point in either of our lifetimes. Well, I mean, it's a different, you know, what's interesting is like, look, there've been times where they have been, I mean, over the, look, I'm old over the, over the, you know, 40 years or so since they've won, you know, they, they won the title in the, uh, you know, in the late seventies. And it's been a, it's not, it hasn't been a roller coaster since because it's mostly just one of the uh, roller coaster. Was it be a sad roller coaster that just went down and flat? Like it never went, straight up in a good way. And that's what's interesting here is they're starting strong. And and it looks like, and it's also, it's all new, new coach, new players, other than Bradley Beal, it's really a whole different kind of a deal. And we don't quite know where this is going to go. And it has become, with each game, not just winning, it doesn't feel fluky, the, the way that the attitude these guys have, the depth, it is feeling more and more like this is possible. It's still incredibly early in the year, obviously, but it's super interesting. And again, they don't even have Rui Hachimura, who was their starting forward last year, starting power forward. Davis Bertans, who they gave a ton of money money to. They obviously one of the better shooters in the league. Can't play like a defense, so I don't even know how he's getting back in the rotation. But they don't even have those guys. And then Beal's been out the last two games. Uh, that's what's so interesting is like, they have, I mean, I keep saying depth, 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 depth. You say if you say that word a lot of times, it makes starts having no meaning. It's, it's oh, a weird word to say a lot. Interesting. They have a lot. Uh, you know who's <laughs> interesting to me on that team is Danny Abnia. Um, because defensively he's playing great. I didn't really know much about him. He had that ankle. I think it was an ankle fracture yeah. last year that kind of ended his season. He's um, he, he, he's I, I I'm I'm all invested in in him. We're, we're both uh, you know uh, bar mitzvah boys. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm you're all in on Abdia. Oh yeah. Of that. But well, also I like I like uh, in general like there are people who like the dunkers, right? I, I'm give me a, a highlight reel of great passers. 
I'm all in on that. I could watch Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Highlight Reel all day long, and I'm not putting Danny Avdia in that category, but he is a thinking man's forward. He is a really good passer. I like those guys on my team. He didn't have the ball in his hand enough last year because he had Westbrook dominating. Yep. He's getting the ball more, and he's doing things with it. The confidence is is obvious. And and that's another symptom of a balanced team. Like we were talking about earlier in the show, Like the, they're not this one-trick pony anymore. They really have become, and credit Tommy Shepard for – First off, making that trade and and seeing what this this team could be because they are a balanced team now. That you know certainly they have Beal um, and that their offense could get better, but the way they've constructed this team makes it possible to win games like they won against the Pelicans when they're down 19 points. They're able to stay in these games because they're finally playing defense for the first time in forever. They're a top five defense now in the league, and they've got the big boys coming up. You know they go Charlotte and then they've got back to back. With the Heat, and we're going to probably see what they're made of here in the next couple of days, but I don't see this team falling off of a cliff. Yeah, you know, they also have on their team that is not getting enough run probably is uh, Cassius Winston. Yes, you know where he went to school. I, that's why I'm bringing it up. I mean, I'm kidding on the he's not getting enough run. I'm bringing it up because, like you, he is a Michigan Stater, and, and I, this is your – unfortunately, there's no UMBC players in the league. Otherwise, I would uh, latch on to that person, but I at least want to give a shout-out to Sparty. Um, <laughs> appreciate oh, oh, that. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Um, you know, here's here's the real intriguing thing, and this is called getting ahead of yourself. But here we go. <laughs> By Ben standing, uh, you know the Drum idea roll. the idea of this team just becoming viable, meaning could they make the playoffs? Like I've always said for years, and I'm not wrong, that Ted Leonsis has been basically on board with as long as they get to the playoffs, he's good. There's playoff revenue that's important. For anybody running a business, and you got to look at it like that. They weren't really making moves to necessarily go to the to the to the top, but they're in a position now where if this does continue to a degree, th- what was interesting about the Westbrook trade? It wasn't just the pieces they got; they got a lot of movable contracts. Westbrook's deal, Beal's deal—you can't really move those things easily. All the other contracts they have, except for Bertans, you can flip those and you can take two and three of those guys and turn it into a bigger thing. And if the Wizards keep winning. It isn't no. It's no longer about are they going to trade Bradley Beal and start over. I think the question becomes down the line: Do they? Is there a trade here to get the next big piece to go with Bradley Beal? That's not something I thought conceivable uh, that long ago. I think it is now something to. I'm not saying think about it today. I'm not even saying necessarily think about it in a month. But when we get closer to the trading deadline, if this thing keeps going, we'll see. Is there somebody disgruntled out there? The James Harden from a couple years ago, not Ben Simmons. I don't want him. But I think that I think that is something that becomes interesting with this team, which is a sign of how far they've come. Yeah, listen, the Athletic had NBA power rankings today, and they are tier three, the top of tier three, the ranked ninth. They are playoff hopefuls, so they are knocking on the door of the next tier up. Which Wait, is I that ninth in the Eastern Conference or in the whole league? In the whole league, they are. They are the next tier up. I believe here is called. Hold on, the first tier was. Brink of contention is tier two. So okay. they are on literally the brink of contention. I mean, you look at their three losses, and, and none of them are like, well, they should have won that game, right? Like they, um, in my opinion, have played obviously much better than anyone could have expected, but they lose to Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto. Those are those are respectable, understandable defeats. Yeah. What what, what The other part, uh, so like right now, because of the injuries, um, they've, they've basically been playing – Nine and a half guys with with the with the first round pick Corey Kispert and Anthony Gill, uh, sort of the 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 fill-ins. When they bring back the other pieces, we'll we'll see. Whenever Thomas Bryant comes back, he's probably still a ways off. But in theory, you know, but Bradley Beal should be back. 
from his bereavement leave uh, shortly. Uh, Davis Bertans and Rui Hachimura here at some point. The, the, the Hachimura and Bertans, they can't, there's not enough room for them to play. If you stay with a standard nine or maybe 10 man rotation, somebody is sitting. Now, we knew this in the beginning of the year, but now that it's played out, I didn't necessarily know it would be either one of those guys. I don't see how any of the people who are currently playing are sitting. If you want to tell me either Net, Raul Neto or Aaron Holiday sit or play a little bit less, um, okay. But I mean, in terms of guys sitting, I don't think that's the case. And that is, that is again, how we are with depth on this team that you have guys like Hachimura, who is still an interesting young player, and Bertans, a guy who's getting paid big because he can shoot. I don't think there's space for them. And I'm not saying that in a bad way right. at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious what people think. So if, if you're listening, if you have an opinion on this 10 and three wizards team, whether they're going to continue to play this hot or not, give us a call. We will definitely love to hear kind of what you have to say, but listen, I, I think this team is on the up and up. They might be the most exciting team right now. The capitals, of course, also exciting as well. But, um, you know, to me, there's something really fun about the NBA and, you really haven't seen when the team's not good and they're consistently not good for years. You kind of lose a lot of that luster, right? It's not like the Nats. They won in 19. So they have a couple down years. It's fine. But the Wizards just have not been good for years and years. They haven't been relevant really for right. years and years. Yeah. But by the way, I had, I had the phone number. Maybe our producer Donald can say it. Cause I, I think my dog ate the phone number. Donald, can you, do you have the phone number that you can tell people how to call or should <laughs> we, we should or should we just it. assume that they're, they, they know how to do that? Yeah, everyone, you can call in at uh 800, 800- Six three six, uh, one zero six seven. Fantastic. Do that. We'll talk wizard. Or if you got other things you want to talk about, we'll do that right now or, or in the next segment. Uh, ben Standing, Bricciaroli here on one zero six seven. The fan. All right, welcome back to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Ben Standing and Bricciaroli here. We write for the Athletic, but today we are talking the Washington Wizards. We'll talk. Uh, NFL, uh, the Washington football team at eight o'clock with Lindsey Jones, also from the athletic and NFL national writer to talk about the quarterback situation. And we'll get into more of that team. And we'll talk, uh, in the, also later on uh, about Brit's, uh, sport, major league baseball, but the wizards, Brit are winning. That's why they warrant conversation. Uh, a friend of mine was listening, uh, who will remain nameless was listening to the last segment and she texted me and said, did I just hear you say trade what's working to bring in a star with Bradley Beal? And then he had a fainting uh, gif. I took it as, I, I'm going to go positive. I'm taking it as he's saying, are we really thinking of the Wizards as a team that gets the guy as opposed to trading the guy? I'm not saying today. I'm just saying things are tra- if, if this trend keeps going, why not them? I'm going to take it as we were so good that he got so excited. He got <laughs> lightheaded and fainted. So, you know what? Tell your friend I appreciate that. We did ask all of you, call in, give us what you're thinking about this Wizards team right now. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Zach. From Rockville, who wants to chat a little bit with us about the Wizards and their success? Zach, what's up? What's up? You're uh, on. You're on uh, with Ben. Ben standing and Bricciaroli. What do you got about the Wizards? Uh, uh we're. I just want to talk about how we're we're exceeding everyone's expectations. Everyone comes back healthy. Like, I don't know who who's not going to get minutes. Uh, I wonder who you guys think is going to get cut out the rotation when we get like TB and Rui back. Yeah, perfect. This is exactly the type of topic that when when uh, Fred Katz was our, when he was here covering the Wizards and he had his 
Wizards After Dark podcast, and I would be on every week. And this is the minutiae that I would, all I would want to talk about. Fred wanted to get like really detailed stuff about they ran some play. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's talk about this minutes. That's all I care about. Who's playing? Who's not playing? I'll say this, Brett. Like, if you, so before the season started, we kind of saw this conundrum in a positive way. Right. Too many guys, not enough minutes. What do you do? My concern was some of the younger guys would get left out of the rotation. If you had said to me, though, within reason, pick the guys that you would want out. I'm going to be honest, the kind of the guys who are who are out are the ones that would be out. Bertans can shoot. He can't play like a defense, and he was exposed last year, particularly in the in the playoffs. He could they he just couldn't stay on the court. And I like Rui Hachimura. Hopefully, he comes back soon. But at the same point, I'm much more interested in seeing Denny Avdia's game advance. And therefore, of the two younger guys, he's the one that I thought made more sense. If 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 that's a ten man rotation, I think I would rather write Rui Hachimura keep playing o- over Bertans because I don't know what his ceiling is. Yeah, with Bertans, I know what he is. He can really shoot. But I think there's a limitation to where that's going. I don't know where Rui Hachimura can go. I'd rather him play, but even if it's a little more of a limited capacity because you have a lot of other guys doing well. In my opinion, Avdia is good enough to earn over 20 minutes on average per game. But here's what always happens in these scenarios. Somebody else gets hurt. Right. We, we sit here and we, we twist ourselves into pretzels wondering what's going to happen here with this guy comes <laughs> back. And then it always gets answered for us. Yeah, right? of course. Somebody always gets hurt or something else. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, boom. Here's the here's the current Wizards. There's no more how are we going to make these pieces fit because it's sports and these guys are playing hard, especially this team. This team is playing hard. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and and again, I like spending a lot of time not just with sports but in life worrying about minutia things that, like you said, will work itself out. But why <laughs> why wait for that to happen? Just you know, like you said, work yourself into a, into a lather, you know, overthink it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I don't know why I wasted so much time doing that. But it's fun. It's fun to do that. Yeah, because this is cheaper than therapy to just talk it out. Oh, I, 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 when I started my podcast last year, I said on the podcast, I'm just going to be straight up with people. I'm doing this to talk about the football team and it's therapy for me, at least. I don't know what it is for you guys. For me, it'll be therapy. What it is for me is like an hour uninterrupted of Ben standing talking. Sometimes I want, like you have some long winded rants. You, I mean, wow. sometimes I wonder like, man, is Ben coming up for air? Does he got oxygen there? I mean, it's a great podcast. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, look. Two weeks ago when you laid into the whole state of the franchise and we're like, I don't care. Make me care. Where are they going? That was a gem. You really peaked there, Ben. The running, the running joke on the football team beat when we talk about podcasts, like people will say, yeah, you know, some people do like, I like a 20 minute podcast. Other people go a lot longer and they just sort of subtly look in my direction. I'm like, hey. What do you want from me? I don't like having a sustained conversation. I mean, like, you know, we have breaks here, but at least we get to talk over the course of, you know, roughly three hours. That, that, that's a good thing as opposed to ah, 20 minutes, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Hope you got all your points and we got to go. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But let's get another point. Let's get Adam from Rockville to talk about Wizards. We've, we've got a lot of people that are excited about the, the Wizards. So let's get it going here. Adam, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Uh, ben, you don't have to worry. I don't, my, I don't have to be nameless anymore. Uh, it is Adam in Rockville, and I did not actually faint. He's here. Uh, which is good. <laughs> he lives. What do you got, Adam? I, I, I do live. I, my issue with, uh, with what Ben had said, and now if what your response to me in the text message was true, <laughs> saying Rui, Bertans, a first-round pick, I can get with that. I wouldn't be so quick to, and again, it were 13 games into the season, but I wouldn't be so quick as to say, well, look where we are right now. Let's see what we can get for some of these guys and maybe bring in another star. I would not want to really change anything that is working right now because they're not right. just playing 
offense, which is what we've seen in years past. They've always been able to score. This year is different because they can actually defend. Yeah. And why try to change what's working, especially defensively, which we haven't seen in years? Yeah, chemistry is a big thing. By the way, Ben is over here being outed here on the radio. Well, I'm just glad I didn't text Adam back something really personal like my dating life or something if he's just going to say my text back on the air. Um, no, but good point. First of all, also, like, like th- this idea of the, the Wizards being interesting and fun, Adam is a guy who's a long-suffering fan who we've, he and I have talked a lot over the years or about ugh, this Wizards, that he is interested enough to be listening to us. I mean, I appreciate the listen, but, like, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's wanting to have a conversation about you know, not breaking up the team. I guarantee you, he and I have never had a conversation about that prior to now where he's like, no, keep the players. So that's a good thing. Um, All I'm saying is that we are far away from anything happening in any direction. But if you make me lean in a way, I'm saying things are looking so positive right now that it's more of the where can this go upwards as opposed to should things be broken down. I was saying when they got rid of Westbrook, shouldn't the Wizards be looking at trading Bradley Beal? Not because I've... I'm an advocate of Bradley Beal, but because what is the upside here? And I, and sort of the response I got back from from people with the team more or less was, ah, let's see what happens. Washington has not won 50 games since the 70s in a single right. season. Maybe get there first. Let's see them. Let's see the team do that before we worry about are they going to win a title, which is a reasonable point, especially with how things are going right now. Well, chemistry is a, is an interesting thing because I believe in it. A lot of people don't believe in it. Um, certain, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I know fans well, throw it around and they talk about it. And um, some people feel like it's just all hooey. Oh, no, I totally. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. I, I always think like this is not, to, this is like if you buy into analytics a lot, it's easier to look at the numbers and say, well, this is the, this, these are the pieces you should have. And you're like, well, maybe, but like, you know, th- I don't know if these human beings are going to interact well with right. each other. Exactly. Like I got two words for people who don't believe in chemistry. Gerardo Parra. That guy. I mean, I remember when they got him in Milwaukee and I joked, print the playoff tickets. The team was terrible and they had just got a guy who was going to be a bench player who I watched in Baltimore. That was terrible. And turns out they could have printed the playoff tickets when they got Gerardo Parro. He's that important. And there, there is that element, I think, of a team playing together. And I think this Wizards team, it's early, but they may have that element. Can I give you a, a, my hottest Nats take in relation to this? Uh, I, I was around the team. I wasn't a beat reporter, but I was around for, say, 20 to 25 games a year for many years during the Jason Worth era. And I would see all the beat reporters tell me all the time, Jason Worth is great. He's really helped turn things around. And maybe they're right. I don't know. But all I know is that guy was a stick in the mud. And he had in multiple times, there was the, the one of the collapses, I forget which one, he did, he did not come out to talk to the media afterwards. I saw Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper sort of morph into his type of personality in the sense of like, there was no fun. There was no joy. It was the, it was the most boring, lifeless clubhouse I'd ever been around. And what happened when they won the world series? What was the, what was the image we all had? They were dancing. They were having fun. There was no fun in that group. And I'm not saying he was a bad chemistry guy. I'm saying sometimes you, the, the, the mix of the people can change things. And I, I'm just saying when Jason worth left and the, whatever else <laughs> replaced him. Oh, at uh, DeRosa, Mark DeRosa, he was fun. He left. Things became. Eh. Adam LaRoche? No, no. Mark DeRosa. Okay. He was a fun, loving guy. He gave them personality. When he left, I'm telling you, the clubhouse turned into a pill. And then one worth was out. Boom. They started having fun. And look what happened. I'm I've just going to say. I've heard this story from you a couple times. You, you harbor some serious 
Jason Worth aggression. Again, let it out, Ben. I speak the truth and other people, not so much. <laughs> well, we're going to get into Harper a little bit later because him and Juan Soto are up for an LMVP. So we're going to we're gonna get a little baseball. We're going to get a little Bryce Harper, Juan Soto. How much would you pay Juan Soto? I'd be backing the truck up myself. But 8 o'clock coming up, we've got Lindsey Jones, the athletic NFL. She's going to help us fix the Washington football team's quarterback problem. We will probably get into that a little bit next segment as well. So stick with us on overtime. Richard Rowley, Ben Standing on 106.7 The Fan. Richard Rowley, Ben Standing, welcome back to Overtime, 106.7 The Fan. We are talking the 10-3 and Wizards. We're talking the Washington football team. Are they for real? Are they not for real? I'm still not sure. Ben, are they for real? Ben said no last segment. Uh, did I say that? Or uh, you know, look, Ron, who knows who's listening around here? I don't need the words put in my mouth. I said I'm. It's a wait and see. I'm just not all of a sudden running. Like, I'm not buying playoff tickets yet because they beat Tampa Bay. Wait and see is what like when you ask your when you're little and you ask your mom like, can I have ice cream after dinner? She's like, wait and see, hoping you forget about it and you don't get ice cream. Yeah, I was hoping you'd forget whatever I said before, and, <laughs> and we could do, we could move on. I could just say other things and we could move forward. Um, so, so here's what I was thinking. So we're going to talk with, uh, we've we mentioned a couple times, Lindsey Jones, uh, one of our national NFL writers at the at the top of uh, of the hour about the quarterback situation coming up this offseason. Because what one way or the other, even Ron Rivera has said that they're going to have to figure out, do they have their franchise quarterback? Um, it's interesting to see the reaction that it's been generated around town after Taylor Heineke beats Tom Brady, if you want to frame it like that. <laughs> and because the idea of, like, you know, is he the guy? I don't think anything has changed for me over the course of the year other than to say that Taylor Heineke has established himself as a legitimate NFL quarterback on a roster, Not still not somebody that I would want for 17 games. He's, to me, is it looking like more like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He uh, looks good enough to use but not good enough to feel like I can really contend week in, week out, year in, year out with him. But Which was their problem. We sat here two weeks ago and talked about how Ryan Fitzpatrick was fine, but he was meh. Right. So, right. And so all that said, the question is, so they have three quarterbacks on the roster, three NFL quarterbacks, three guys who have shown the ability to play. And so we can sit here as we will with Lindsay and discuss what may happen, but there is a, you still have to start with what do you have? And I think that's an important uh, start because look, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they brought him in one year, 10 million. Obviously it hasn't worked out at all because he gets a hip injury uh, in the second quarter of his first game. And, you know, based on where we're at, Ron Rivera, you know, said as much the other day that basically the way the the MRI exam showed it's not looking it, it's looking more likely that Ryan Fitzpatrick probably misses the rest of the year which I I get for a variety of reasons but he could in theory be back now it doesn't seem to be overly likely we'll have to even see if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to keep playing he's 38 he's had a long career he's made a bunch of money where is he at physically and all that then we mentioned Taylor Heineke there's also Kyle Allen I don't know how much you've yeah. been able to see of him but he's a guy that Ron Rivera said last year they could have won as many games as they did with Alex Smith with Kyle Allen. Um, <laughs> and if you brought back the same three players, I'm not saying everybody would be happy or excited or thrilled, but arguably it still could be their best path because we don't know what's going to happen in the draft and the free agent market is not great. So I, I'm not going to completely throw out the idea that any or all these guys could be back, but simultaneously it would be sort of stunning to me if it came back with that with that same group. Well, like you said, it's pick a lane time, right? And he came in Rivera and he was going to be this defensive first team. 
And you can argue about whether him not getting a quarterback early on bought him time now because now he has some rope, some leash. Fans aren't going to want his head because they don't have a quarterback because you can't win in the NFL without a legit quarterback. There's some anomalies here in the air, some random seasons, but like you cannot name an organization that has had continued success without a star quarterback. This is a league that is offensive dominant. This is a game where you the whole objective is to score more points than the other team. Okay? You're not winning games 3 to nothing. This isn't this isn't the current NFL. So when you look at this team, they have to, in my opinion they have to make a move. They have to be desperate. They should have been desperate this past one. They are now in desperation mode. Whether it's drafting a guy who probably not the best idea. We talked about this 2 weeks ago why it's not the best idea by the time he's ready, that defense that you've built up it doesn't mesh together. Right? right, so you probably have to go get a veteran, and the question is, who are you going to get? Because as you as you put in our notes, it's a lame free agent class. So yeah, it, it's not great. There are some, and we'll talk about it with Lindsay. There are some potential big names available, but you know, you never know. We can sit here and hypothetically guess some yeah. guys that we made available, but they it may uh, it may not work out that way. But yeah, the other component here is look, uh, we have eight more games to 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 go, and and how they finish this year may shape how we view them going into the offseason. If a 3-6 and six team continues to play like a 3-6 and six team just based on that, then they're going to be you know, a, a team with you know five or six wins, and we're not going to be feeling super great about them. Therefore, the question becomes, well, do you need a quarterback for the you know, a go-rookie to potentially build over time or go-veteran to try to turn things around quick? And I think the thing is, this will be Ron Rivera's third, going into his third year. He would have, in this scenario, coming off back-to-back losing seasons. If you go with the rookie, realistically, that player is going to need a year just to figure out what you know which end is up. So then it's probably another losing season, and that's why you know Ron Rivera at times will say we're building something that's sustainable, give us time, all that. On the other times, he says, "Yeah, we you know we we kind of want to we, we kind of want to win now." They tried to get Matthew Stafford last year, so. It is. A, it's going to be fascinating. I keep saying I think they need to get a vet, but we can say it. The best vets ultimately might be the guys here on the roster, depending on how the offseason shakes out. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering a lot of things like, does Kyle Allen get reps? If Heineke struggles, do you want to see Kyle Allen? Because if this, if they lose this week and we can kind of put a fork in this season, do you want to see what you have internally? Because the external options aren't very good. Right? I, on, on the on the last episode of my podcast, I'll just mention standard groom only. Uh, the I, I had on uh, Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times Dispatch and Steve Wino from the Associated Press. We did a bunch of over unders. One of them was starts for Taylor Heineke the rest of the way six and a half, and they laughed and they laughed six and a half. That's way too high. He's definitely getting benched at some point. I guarantee. I asked that now. Everybody's going over because it feels like that's going to go, going to happen, but. I don't. I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Like, is he's not the answer long term? I don't think. Kyle Allen should he get some looks? Maybe. This thing is a fluctuating thing, and that's the point. You don't really feel like they have an answer. No. You're guessing at best. And he, not that a young guy is automatically the answer. At least there's hope. You're aiming at a, at an upside that these guys I just don't think have. Right. So then it kind of goes back to the plan of like, well, they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I, I know they tried to get Stafford. I know they weren't willing to give up. Um, ultimately what it took to get Stafford. I wonder, though, Ben, and I don't know if you could model this. Oh, boy. Not right now because I saw your stick figure drawing, and I know Matt's not your thing, so I don't want to horrify the people that are still with us. But I do I do wonder if there's a way. Like, how many wins would this team have with Matt Stafford? Would this be a playoff team 
immediately right now with Matt Stafford? Probably. Even with the defensive losses. The defensive was so underachieving, it's almost hard to really say. But yes, in theory, this is the point. A guy like that, a legitimate quarterback, makes up for a lot of problems. Now maybe those games that you lost by one score, you turn around because he's able to make uh, make a play and, and things like that. So yeah, it, it, I think they would be have more wins right now if you had Stafford. But yeah, whether it would be enough is enough. They have a lot of talent on this team. That's that's not the issue. The issue is sustainable. Uh, you know, finding some success uh, over time. So, in w- one last thought, does there in baseball when they get this big starting pitcher, it reverberates? It affects everyone on the team. Sure. Same thing with the quarterback in the NFL. You think? Oh, without without question. I mean, you know, we talk to people around the league. They say, if you have a quarterback, you automatically are walking and walking a little taller. You're sticking your chest out a bit. You feel that you're in these games and late in the game when 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 the chips are you know what's on the line and you're down, you think you can get that score. And just having that belief that you think you can do it is a, is a huge deal. And and that's that that's part of the unwritten aspect of having a quarterback. It's, it's not just the wins and losses; it's what it means to everybody in that building. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about quarterbacks coming up next segment. Stick with us, Lindsey Jones. The Athletic NFL is going to talk about this free agent class. Uh, ben Standing, Britcheroli here with you on 106.7 The Fan Overtime uh, here until 10. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.